Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm your host, Becky Easton. So I had a presentation today where I was talking to a group of real estate agents about um, protecting you know, their life and their legacy with estate and business planning. And Britney Spears came up when we were talking about um, conservatorships and the importance of naming someone as your medical power of attorney and financial power of attorney. And um, so I thought I would talk a little bit about that. I know that we have a couple articles up on our blog, which is familywealthsecrets.eastonlawplc.com. There's a two-part series that's up on the blog right now from last summer. And um, I wanted to just kind of share some of that with you guys right now, because it's just such an interesting case that, um, you know, we've watched her go through, you know, I mean, when she was only 16, when she burst onto the charts with Hit Me Baby One More Time. And since then, she's been one of the world's most famous and beloved pop stars. But Despite her massive fame and fortune, she's now 40, but she's never or is only just starting now to have full control over her own life. And this is because Britney was living under a conservatorship for 13 years. Also known as adult guardianship, a conservatorship is a legal structure in which the court granted Britney's father, Jamie Spears, and other individuals nearly complete control over her legal, financial, and personal decisions. The conservatorship was initially established February 2008 after she suffered a mental breakdown, which resulted in her being briefly hospitalized. Now, back in 2008, the court appointed Brittany's father and attorney Andrew Wallet as her co-conservators, as Brittany was deemed mentally unfit to care for herself. The arrangement was only meant to be temporary, but in October of that year, the conservatorship was made long-term, and her father remained in near-complete control of Brittany's life ever since then. And under the conservatorship, Brittany's father had the power to restrict her visitors. He was in charge of arranging and approving her visits with her own children, and he had the authority to make her medical decisions And he had the final say in all of her business deals, including when she worked and complete authority over all of her financial matters. And even though there was a time when we couldn't be sure whether or not Brittany was capable of managing her financial and business affairs, but it was abundantly clear that given the chance, Brittany would have undoubtedly preferred to have had some say in not only who should be in charge of making decisions on her behalf during her incapacity, but also how those decisions should be made. However, because she didn't create any legal documents indicating who should make decisions for her if she could not make them for herself, a judge decided for her. And it just resulted in immense trauma for Brittany and completely destroyed her relationship with her father. And I want to discuss first the details on Britney's conservatorship and the impact that that arrangement had on her life and career. And then I also will discuss a little bit about how you can prevent something similar from happening to you and your loved ones by using proactive estate planning and our family wealth planning process. 
So although there was widespread speculation that Britney's conservatorship was abusive, the exact details of her conservatorship have been kept private. And moreover, it hasn't even been until very recently that Britney had ever been able to speak out publicly about her life under the arrangement. Britney's father and others involved with the conservatorship consistently maintained the arrangement saved Britney from herself and others looking to exploit her when she was at her lowest point. They described how the conservatorship helped pull Britney out of debt and allowed her to earn a fortune estimated to be worth nearly $60 million. Plus, representatives for the conservatorship have noted that Britney could move to end the conservatorship whenever she wanted. However, two shocking developments last summer finally revealed just how much Britney had suffered under that conservatorship and how she fought unsuccessfully for years to regain control of her life from her father. And the first was a report published by the New York Times on June 22nd, 2021. It was according to confidential court records obtained by the newspaper, where Britney had expressed serious opposition to her conservatorship as early as 2014. And on multiple occasions, the pop icon pushed for her father to be removed from his position. The very next day in a public court hearing on June 23rd, Brittany finally broke her silence and what she described was stunning. During an emotional 24 minute speech delivered by a Zoom, Brittany pleaded with Judge Brenda Penny to end the conservatorship under which she claimed she has endured years of abuse and exploitation including having to take a powerful mood stabilizer that made her feel drunk, being compelled to work while seriously ill, and being forced to remain on birth control so she can't have more children. And in response, Brittany's father vehemently denied any wrongdoing and insists he was acting in his daughter's best interests. In fact, a few days later, his lawyers filed a petition requesting the court investigate Brittany's allegations of abuse. And according to the petitions, if Brittany's claims prove true, then corrective action must be taken. And if not, then the conservatorship can continue its course. It was a week later that Judge Penny denied Brittany's request to remove her father as conservator. However, the judge's ruling was only in response to a filing by Brittany's lawyer made in November 2020 to have a wealth management company, Bessemer Trust, take over as sole conservator, and was not in response to Britney's impassioned testimony. As it turns out, Britney's court-appointed lawyer, Samuel Ingham, hadn't yet filed a formal petition to terminate the conservatorship at that time, but the judge said she would be open to such filing. Once he immediately filed that necessary paperwork in order to formally terminate the conservatorship once and for all, the judge ruled on it, freeing Britney. Brittany's story highlights the real potential for abuse that exists within the conservatorship and guardianship system. And in fact, there have been dozens of highly publicized reports in recent years involving corrupt professional guardians, those who exploit the people under their care for their own financial gain. And in those cases, though, the victims have nearly all been elderly and their abusers were strangers. But Brittany's situation makes it clear that people of any age can fall prey to these restrictive legal arrangements, and the abusers can even be your own family members. Furthermore, and perhaps the most puzzling part of this whole situation, is why someone as young and active as Brittany was still living under a conservatorship after 13 years. 
Conservatorships and guardianships are typically used to protect the elderly and mentally disabled who are incapable of making their own decisions and caring for themselves, and they often remain in effect until the person dies. Um, although Brittany may have initially needed the conservatorship to protect her from her own poor decisions and others looking to take advantage of her in that aftermath of her breakdown in 2008, since then, the Grammy winner has worked almost nonstop. She's earned millions of dollars. And in fact, in the past decade, during which she was deemed, quote unquote, incapable of making her own decisions, Brittany released four albums, headlined multiple world tours, performed nearly 250 shows in a Las Vegas residency, and served as a judge on the TV show X Factor. And however, with that said, due to the private nature of her conservatorship and the fact that Brittany has never fully disclosed the specifics of her diagnosis, we just don't know the full circumstances of her mental health. And although there have been rumors and speculation that she had been suffering from bipolar disorder, this has never been substantiated, and her medical records are sealed. What's more, it was reported in 2019 that Brittany checked herself into a mental health facility and was prescribed lithium, an older medication that's used to treat bipolar disorder. But it wasn't entirely true. She testified that she was forced into the facility against her will, and during her most recent testimony, she told the judge that she was forced to take the lithium against her wishes as well. So whether it's mental illness, age-related dementia, or a serious accident, we're all powerless to prevent the potential for incapacity. However, with the proper estate planning, you can at least have control over how your life, healthcare, and assets will be managed if something does happen. Additionally, such planning can also prevent your family from enduring the bitter conflict and expense that can result when you leave control over your life in the hands of the court, like Brittany did. Working with a personal family lawyer will help you put an array of estate planning vehicles in place that would make it practically impossible for a conservator or legal guardian to ever be appointed or even need to be appointed against your wishes. And in the next episode, you can tune in to hear me talk a little bit more about those options in detail. And as always, if you're in Arizona or Colorado and find that this is something that you'd like to discuss further with me, I highly encourage you to schedule a 15-minute consult with me. They're completely free. And you can do that by calling my front desk at 480-999-4455. And we can discuss a little bit more about how to protect you and protect your family and ultimately keep everybody out of court and out of conflict. Um, also, if you're not in Arizona or Colorado, then you can find a personal family lawyer near you at personalfamilylawyer.com. And we're not just drafting documents. We're ensuring that you make informed and empowered decisions about life and death for yourself and for the people you love. And so that's why we offer a family wealth planning session in which you get more financially organized than you've ever been before and make all the best choices for the people you love. So get started by calling our office today or heading over to um, personalfamilylawyer.com to find a lawyer near you. 
Again, this has been an episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I am your host, Becky Easton. Thanks so much for listening in, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.